You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, hosted by Dr. Heidi. Dr. Heidi has been exactly where you are right now. She's walked through the fire of toxic relationships and has now dedicated her life to help others do the same. Living in a toxic environment can cause the damaging behaviors of others to become normal, leaving you feeling hopeless and desperate. Learning how to recognize the toxic traits and understand why they occur is the key to taking your power back. Now is the time for you to gain your self-worth because you're worth it. Discover who you really are because you're awesome. And realize it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal. It's Toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. Well, here we are in the week before Christmas again, which I said to my husband last night, I can't even believe that this is Christmas week. I probably say that every year, but this year seemed to go very, very quickly. Uh, I hope you all have your presents wrapped and all of your mistletoe hung and all of the Yuletide cheer ready to go. Um, As you know, Christmas is often a tough time of year in the situations that many of you are in. Uh, The reason being the holidays take the attention off of the toxic person. So being difficult, picking fights, disappearing, complaining about gifts, causing drama, causing chaos. Those all are things that get our attention back on them. So as you go through this next week, keep in mind what motivates their behaviors during the holidays. Rather than just letting the holidays be ruined, just remember that's that's what they do. And you can continue to enjoy the holidays regardless of their behavior. Um, If you are interested in hearing more about that topic and how to navigate the holidays, um, you can scoop back to the previous holiday podcasts. I'm actually going to change it up a little bit. I realize this is Christmas week and next week is actually New Year's week. However, the the stuff that I want to cover today is something that I want you to be able to have time to reflect on during next week because many of you are off work and by the time... January 1 rolls around and everybody's back to work, you might not have the time to do some of this reflection that I'm going to have you do. So I wanted to do this podcast this week to give you guys um, enough time if you want to participate in um, some of the homework or activities that that I'm going to suggest for you to do going into the new year. Um, when I was doing women's retreats, and I did that for about four years, and then of course, lovely COVID swooped in and took that off the calendar for a couple years. We were at one retreat and somebody said something about when the number ones appear in a sequence. Okay. And it turned into a big thing at that retreat. And every time somebody saw, you know, two or three ones in a sequence, we were, we were talking about the meaning of the number sequence. And I don't rest anything on this, but I was curious. And so of course you look it up and Seeing consecutive ones in your life, like on license plates or on 
the clock or on post office boxes or mailboxes, when you see that, it is supposedly supposed to be a sign that something is manifesting. And when you see ones, it means you're attracting good things into your life. And so it was funny because after this retreat, there was, you know, 15 people at the retreat and we all started screenshotting every time we checked our phone at 1111. And I bet you I have 150 screenshots of me just randomly checking my phone and it happened to be 1111. And so all of us were doing that because then the minute we would think, oh, that means something good is good is coming into my life. And within, you know, a few hours, something good would come into my life. Now, Something good may have come into my life anyway, even if I hadn't checked my phone at 11.11. But because I was conscious about, oh, it's 11.11, something good is going to come into my life, it made it all the more fun and made it all the more of a challenge to hope you could see one, hope, hope you see more ones out there. So I don't know if any of you look this type of stuff up. Um, my friends tend to love this kind of stuff. Maybe it's because I'm ramming it down their throat. But anyway, I have used the one sequence a lot in my life. So today when I was sitting here this morning and I was working on some of my goals for the next year, I started thinking, I have never looked up what consecutive twos mean. And I know that 2022 obviously has a zero in there, but it just sparked my curiosity, so I looked it up. And there's, there's a thousand different versions of what this means and, and different beliefs in how you figure this out. But one of the ones that came up on the, on the internet when I searched sequence of twos was, you are on the right path. You are in the right place at the right time. If you follow your joy, you're going to find your purpose. You are in a period of growth. Your hard work is going to bring the results that you want. Keep balance, and let go of the need to control all of the outcomes. And I was like, wow, that pretty much is incorporated in those of us who are thinking about making big decisions about the toxic relationships in our life. We feel like we're stuck and we wonder why we're stuck and we wonder why we can't make a decision. But you're in the right place at the right time because you're in a period of growth. Balance in your life is what makes you feel satisfied. So let's talk about balance a little bit today. If I could see you guys, if I was speaking to you and you were in a room and I said, I want to see a show of hands of how many people feel like their life is in balance. If you're living the life like I used to live, there would not be very many hands that went up. You know, we hear about life balance. We hear about work-life balance. And I think back on what my life feels like now and what it felt like when I was involved in a relationship that wasn't healthy for me. And there was zero about my life at that time that felt like it was in balance. But now looking back, I know exactly why it felt like it wasn't in balance. When, when you hear about work-life balance and a lot of the corporations and stuff out there will do team stuff, talk about work-life balance. They're doing, you know, healthy living and, you know, keeping your mentally healthy and they talk about work-life balance. But in my opinion, that's giving work 50% of your life. And then the other 50% of your life is the other stuff. Okay, to me, yes, work is important, but work isn't half of my life. 
So I have a ton of other categories that I like to assess when, when I'm looking at life balance or life satisfaction. Okay, your life satisfaction cannot be gauged or controlled by anybody but you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how satisfied somebody else is in their life because that doesn't have anything to do with you. But when we are in toxic situations, we constantly have people telling us where we're supposed to place our time and energy. And we lose control of making our life satisfactory. Toxic relationships steal our balance. They steal the control we have over, over the effort that we should be able to put into each category of our life. How does this happen? Well, let's look at a couple of the categories of life. Ask yourself, okay, in the category of family, you know, family is nurturing, it's teaching, it's loving, it's supporting, it's a safe place. I don't remember that particular feeling of family when I was in that relationship that was unhealthy for me. I don't even remember my kids between the ages of four and 12. Yeah, I was going through the mom motions. You know, they were there. They existed. I was existing. Everybody was just kind of existing and playing their part. But why is that? Because I was 100% focused on the needs and the wants of the toxic personality that was in my life. I was 100% focused on keeping the peace. I was 100% focused on avoiding conflict. I was 100% focused on gaining the acceptance of what another person thought I should be. Not who I wanted to be, not doing what I wanted to do, not fulfilling my life satisfaction. And when I think about the category of career, now as compared to when I was in an unhealthy relationship, Enjoying work, you know, seeing my patients, feeling satisfied for my efforts in work. Okay, that was not how I felt when I, was, when I was living in a toxic environment. I was hurrying through the day with thoughts about my to-do list. And my to-do list was 100% focused on the wants and the needs of the toxic personality that was in my life. My to-do list was 100% focused on keeping the peace, 100% focused on avoiding conflict. 100% focused on trying to be perfect so I would feel accepted instead of rejected. The other thing, I also worked to earn more money. You know, more, 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 more. There was never enough coming in, no matter how hard I worked, how, how much income came in, it was never enough. So my work was not satisfying for me at the time because I was working under the pressure of how somebody else thought I should work. Okay, in the category of finances. Now, I have to tell you, I did not want for anything. But there was not much freedom for me to decide or make the decisions on where the money that I earned went. It was 100% for the wants and the needs of the toxic personality that was in my life. Not for me being able to make decisions as the finances were a reward for the work that I had put in. And you know what? I was, I was pretty willing to give it up. Why? Because it kept the peace and because I could avoid conflict and because maybe I would be approved of or I'd be seen as helping or I'd be seen as contributing. 
instead of always being told how ungrateful I was. So I got used to not being in control of the money I made because it was easier. In the category of quality time for myself. What even is that? There was no time for quality time with myself. Time was 100% focused on the wants and the needs of the toxic personality in my life. My time was spent planning and keeping the peace. My time was spent avoiding conflict. My time was spent trying to stay one step ahead so I could know how to respond. 100% of my time was focused on being good enough so that I felt accepted. In the category of friends and social life, we talk about how the toxic personality uses the tactic of isolation as a form of emotional abuse. They want to be the sole supplier of any emotion to you. So you're not allowed to have a support system when you're in a toxic situation. Anybody who brings you emotional support, anybody who brings you joy, anybody who makes you happy, anybody who can elicit emotions out of you that make you feel accepted, that make you feel loved, that make you feel comforted, all of those things and people take the attention off of the toxic person. And when the need for attention feeds their level of self-security, they need to keep your attention. So what do we do in, in, when we're in a toxic environment? To avoid conflict with the toxic personality, we start giving up our friends and our family and our social circles and our hobbies. Because it was easier for me to give up friends than to go through conflict with him every time I tried to have friends. What about the area of personal growth? Concentrating on ourselves takes time and attention away from the toxic person. Notice how I keep repeating the time and attention away from the toxic person. I did not have personal growth when I was in my former toxic relationship. I had personal withering. Not, not only did I not grow, I had also lost, of the part, lost all the parts of me that had grown before the relationship. Toxic people place people in their life to give them what they need. They need our focus and our attention on them, and we give it. Why? Because we want to keep the peace, and we want to avoid conflict, and we want to be accepted and be good enough. So that was not satisfying for me at all. In fact, that wasn't, that wasn't even my life anymore. So if it wasn't my life and I pretty much handed control of my life over somebody else, how could I ever find life satisfaction? I was a tool in the life of somebody else to raise their life satisfaction level. Now, I know that many of you are facing decisions right now. Some of you are facing decisions of possible separation, possible divorce. There's people that are trying to cut off so much contact during co-parenting. There are people who are listening who have toxic family members and you're trying to make a decision on how you should handle that moving forward. There are people that are listening that have toxic work environments. 
And a decision needs to be made for your life satisfaction. And it's totally okay if you have not made these decisions yet. If they were easy decisions, you would have already made them. Now, if we go back to the 222, you are in the right place at the right time. So moving into 2022, what can you do different? Even if your decision still isn't made. You know, I work with people all the time that haven't made a decision yet. And the first time we talk on the phone, they'll say, I don't really know what my goal is, but I need to get to a place where I can make a decision. So what do we do? We start focusing on their own life satisfaction and balance, which is something that we are not used to doing because of the time and energy that it takes to keep the toxic person with what they need and want, to keep the peace, to avoid conflict, and to continually be on that treadmill of acceptance. And what I learned going through my journey was you can't concentrate on one area of your life and expect to feel satisfied and balanced. And when the toxic personality is demanding all of your time and attention, there's no way that you can feel life balance or life satisfaction in a situation like that. If someone puts 100% of their effort into their work, they're coming home late, they're getting up early, they're traveling on the weekends, that's gonna make for a less satisfactory home life. If someone spends their entire time volunteering because they, giving back makes them feel so good, they're eventually gonna have a little bit of a struggle in the financial category. If you spend all your time with your spouse and you don't allow your friends any time, it's gonna be hard to sustain those friendships and vice versa. You start spending all of your time with your friends, it's gonna cause some stress in the relationship that you have with your spouse. And you're gonna continually be feeling out of balance It'll feel like you're on a teeter-totter, running back and forth from one side to the other. And oh, we're up over here, but now we're down over here. We're up over here, but now we're down over here. So if you know that you're going into 2022 facing some decisions, and this doesn't have to be decisions based on toxic relationships. This could be decisions about a job change. This could be decisions about a move. Any type of decisions that you may be facing, I would encourage you to start doing some work on life satisfaction. Because if you continue to put this into practice and keep your focus on your life satisfaction, those decisions are gonna make themselves. And these might be decisions that you've been trying to make for five years. The problem is, is the energy is going in the wrong place in order for you to make that decision. So how do we start? Well, let's just start with the six that I mentioned. And the reason I'm doing this this week is because every year between Christmas and New Year's, I do a lot of self-reflection. I evaluate the categories of my life. I rate the satisfaction level in each one. I redo an exercise that reaffirms my value system. And then I look at each category in my life and I figure out one or two things that I can do during that following year that will make me feel more satisfied in that particular category. Because as soon as you start feeling more satisfied in more areas of your life, 
you're going to start feeling like your life has balance. So let's just take the categories that I mentioned. What I'm going to have you do is I want you to rate your life satisfaction level on a scale from 1 to 10 in each one of these categories, with 10 being the highest. Okay, the, the trick when you do life satisfaction rating is it doesn't, it's not the same thing as life success rating. Okay, it doesn't matter how much you have. The question is, how satisfied are you with the amount you have? Which goes back to, you're the only one that can rate your life satisfaction. Nobody else can because everybody has their own opinion of what satisfied is. So I'm going to read these categories to you and you can jot them down and you can do this exercise later. But in the category of family, and I, but I usually divide the family category into my immediate family and my extended family. On a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied are you with the way your life is in those two areas? The category of career, rated on a scale of 1 to 10. Finances, same thing. Quality me time. Friends and social circles. Personal growth. Now start thinking about one or two ways that you can move that number up one notch by the end of 2022. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a 10. This is a, this is a process. And when we start this process, especially if you've been dealing with a toxic relationship, it seems very hard because the time and energy is so used to going in the other direction that you have to keep redirecting it. Oh yes, I'm supposed to be thinking about me. I'm supposed to be thinking about me. And until you get used to and putting this into play on your day-to-day -day life, it does seem a little challenging. Write down one or two things that you can do in each one of those categories. And you can add other categories if you want. You could add health and fitness. You could add giving back and volunteering. You could add recreation and adventure. You can make as many life categories as you want and then divide them up and set a couple goals. And the goals don't have to be huge. For those who are feeling like this, I was feeling exactly like this several years ago. And I didn't know where to start. I started doing this between Christmas and New Year's, the years I did not have my kids. I, I finally, after four years, decided they are probably not going to be that big a part of your life. You're going to have to figure out how to work through this and how to deal with this. And so I know that there's many of you out there having doubt. There's many of you self-sabotaging. You're neglecting your goals. You're neglecting your dreams. It's just easier than having to do that and everything else that you're trying to carry. I don't want you to think of this year as another year of service to others. Another year of exhaustion, another year of wasted, another year of energy lost. And we're sitting here next year still going, well, I still haven't made a decision and I still don't have any self-esteem and I'm probably not worthy, so I should probably just stay here. This is the last year you're going to do that. 2022 is the year of finding balance by seeking the satisfaction that you deserve in your life. Don't make a New Year's resolution like, I'm going to lose 60 pounds. Not that I'm against the New Year's resolution that I'm going to lose 60 pounds, but when all your energy goes into I'm going to lose 60 pounds, 
Don't let the other categories in your life fall apart. It's not about being perfect in every category. It's being about being satisfied with yourself and where you are in every category. And, and if you can concentrate on that this year, and they're little goals. They're things like, call my mom once a week. Drink two glasses of water before noon. Those are all things that reaffirm to you that you are in control of some of the little things. And the more little things you start feeling in control of, the more you're going to realize, I'm in control of a lot more than I thought. So they can be small, achievable steps. Your own satisfaction is better than success because success is a measure decided by others. While satisfaction is a measure that is decided only by you. And you're, you're going to realize life satisfaction and happiness go hand in hand. So don't postpone either for the future. Start designing it right now for the present. Little by little, you're going to begin to feel more satisfied. And little by little, you're going to start to feel like your life has a little balance. I would challenge you to put a date on the calendar. If you have a decision to make, put a date on the calendar and then forget about it. And from now until that date, put your energy into making all the categories of your life satisfactory. And by the time you get to the date, the decision will have made itself. So if you haven't already been thinking about making some changes in 2022, I'm going to challenge you, the change I want you to make is start putting just a little bit of energy into each category of your life so that you yourself feels more satisfied. It doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. It doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what other people think that we should do. Your life satisfaction is yours. After all, it is your life. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that. We are run ragged doing everything for everybody else. And then we wonder why our life feels out of balance and we're completely unsatisfied with it. So before 2022 starts, get your life satisfaction numbers down in each category and write down a few goals. Now the trick with writing goals is you have to review them. So what I did is I get all of this stuff done and I have my goals written in each category. And it, it, sounds, like, it sounds like I'm fancy and I'm doing them on a computer. No, I'm doing them on a notebook paper with a bunch of colored pens and it looks like graffiti. But I get it. So every Saturday morning when I make my cup of coffee, I dig these goal pages out and I read through them. What you focus on is what you attract. And the more you can keep your goals and the things that you need to do to feel more satisfied in your life, if you can keep that in front of you and in the front of your conscience, all of a sudden you're going to notice things are happening. Just like when I used to see the 111 all the time and then something good would happen. The same thing will happen when you start keeping your goals at the front of your mind. And the next year at this time, Review your numbers that you wrote down this year 
and do the life satisfaction thing again and see that your work paid off. If you can move that up a notch or two every year, it's only going to take three or four years and you're going to be feeling pretty satisfied with your life. It's the things that you put into your own life that make you feel secure and make you feel satisfied. So 2022, no matter where you are right now, no matter what your situation is, you are in the right place at the right time to grow into the place that you were meant to grow. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast with others. Looking for a community that understands? Join our Facebook support group, Strength Within. For more information on all the services Dr. Heidi provides, please visit www.coachingwithdrheidi.com. It's time for you to break free because it's not normal. It's toxic.